What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Gentleman's Critique. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about three different things that came out in the past week uh, that I all thought were really, really well done uh, TV shows as well as uh, a movie. And that's going to be The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Godzilla vs. Kong. And uh, by the way, guys, if this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, I always like to say disclaimer, and that's spoilers, 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 okay? Go watch these things before you give my podcast a listen, because um, I, I really want the viewer to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, you know, when it comes to to you know watching new TV shows or movies, I try and skip, you know reading about anything that that comes out on the internet and I know it's hard these days because you have Instagram you have Facebook you have all these platforms and people you know could post spoilers and you kind of just got to keep scrolling um you know and you know it's it's just something that uh that I that I you know it's hard to avoid I know but you know you want to get the full experience out of these out of these things but anyways let's jump right right into it all right First thing I want to talk about is the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Um, We're heating up, guys. I mean, I've talked about this in the past. Disney Plus, um, with their shows, they tend to do these slow burn type TV shows where it's like it starts off kind of slow, but then it picks up. uh, And the payoff is always worth it in the end. Um. They they're doing this show right, you know. It's uh, we're we're two episodes into it, and it's great. It's perfect for the new generation, you know. It's it pays respect and homage uh, to you know the past, but also it applies to the future and well the present and you know where we are right now. Um, you know, and I really, really enjoy. I was, I, I was talking to my friends about this. I really enjoy that they're kind of going the Cobra Kai approach, where the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys now. You know, and it works. It really works. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. And and one thing I noticed that really stood out to me is they are using the same score from the original movies and and the same music. So, uh. Spoilers, <laughs> when Gordon Bombay comes out, you you hear the music and, you know, it's playing in the background and you're like, oh, man, like it instantly, instantly brings you back to childhood. And it's beautiful. I love it when they do those things, the callbacks, the Easter eggs. Oh, man, they're really they're really doing it right. They're doing it justice. Um, I'm just really enjoying it. I mean, it's heating up uh, the way they're approaching it. I th- I think it's perfect because, like I said, if you would if the payoff listen we've for the most part if you're a fan of my ducks I'm sure you've seen an image or two already about this but obviously Gordon Bombay at some point is going to help these kids I mean we all know it because I mean we've seen the previews we've seen images but also it's Gordon Bombay you know I mean at the end of the day. He might be a very flawed character, as he was in, in the movies in the 90s, but he's a good guy. So at some point, we know he's going to come in and he's going to help out. 
and it hasn't happened yet, which is great. I, I like the fact that it's taken him some time to come around, um, and he's slowly getting there. Um, and you know, in this episode, we, we really find out, uh, you know, well, the first episode you find out like where Gordon Bombay is in life and he's, you know, he's kind of depressed and, and whatnot. And, you know, he's kind of like Johnny episodes you know, or the first season of, of Cobra Kai, where it's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of broke, like down on his luck, all that stuff. And it's just really cool getting to see where he's at. Cause I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for like a redemption story, but not even that just kind of like a building yourself back up story, you know, um, in the original mighty ducks, Gordon Bombay, he made the mistake, you know, and, uh, I believe the original premise was he was drunk driving and in order to kind of squash his charges, he had to, you know, uh, coach this hockey hockey league. So, you know, it, it, it was, it's, it's just really interesting that they're, they're not playing it up as Gordon Bombay stopped being this completely flawed character and just amounted to this, you know, God amongst men of hockey players. No, it's like, it didn't work out for him. And, you know, sometimes that happens, but the original ducks taught him you know, good lessons, and and they 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 pulled him out of of the dark place that he was in, and he helped them, but they also helped him, you know. And I think that we're really heading for kind of the same idea with Gordon. Um, and like I said, I just I really appreciate the fact that they didn't just jump right into it to where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna help you guys, I'm gonna coach you guys. No, it's gonna it's gonna take some getting used to because at this point you know Gordon's he's mad he's mad at the world because you know he's mad at hockey in general he didn't make it he once upon a time he you know well I mean I think he did actually make it onto the team but it uh, whatever happened they haven't revealed that yet uh you know a professional team that you know uh I well actually I do think that they did say he was kind of too old when he when he was on the team so it didn't last long and you know he wasn't as good as the other players or whatnot but that's what I like that he's not this perfect character they're not playing it up like hey oh I'm uh, Gordon Bombay ended up being you know (laughs) like the 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 next Wayne Gretzky of the NHL it just didn't happen um so it's just really interesting that they're just able to kind of make you really feel for Gordon. Uh, you know, he's not coaching them yet, but I think eventually, uh, at least by next episode, he's going to, because they alluded to it and they show him looking off, uh, into the ice at the, you know, at the players towards the end of the episode. Um, we know it's coming, but I like what they're doing where it's a slow build and they're not getting right into it. Uh, and I, as far as the new characters, I mean, Hey, we, you know, growing up, that's the thing is that adults can watch this and they could be like, you know, it's cool that, that these are, you know, cause you, you know, we, we grew up, we were kids in the nineties and, and those ducks represented us. Like we wanted to be those, those characters. Cause it was like, Oh, it's so cool. You know? And, and, you know, even I thought I was watching, uh, the mighty ducks growing up and I was just like, 
oh, I want to do this. I want to play hockey. I want to go out there or at least I want to rollerblade with my friends or something, you know? And it really just like inspired us. Um, and it kind of also in a way drew us together because there were just friends out there who were like, yeah, man, like I totally wanted to play hockey or I totally, you know, got into rollerblading or this and that because of that movie. And I, and I loved watching that. And, uh, it, 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 you were able to form friendships from it. Um, you know, it's just, and, and I could see that this series is doing the same for the newer generation. Like I, watch this and I was like, Hey man, you know what? I, I want to get back out there. I want to, I want to play hockey. I want to go rollerblade with my friends. I want to call up a couple of, you know, a couple of the uh, old buddies from high school or something. And let's get a pickup game together. Um, so for two episodes in for that to inspire me to want to do that, to relive like kind of that, those memories or, or just, you know, to want to do that again and stuff like that. It's on, par and it's doing what the old movies were meant to do and it's just it gives you all the the feels and and everything it's they're doing great and yeah it's a great show um we're two episodes in but we got uh the next one next week and i think that is going to be where we kind of uh see you know gorn bombay coming in and then the maybe some of the old characters come in at the end of the episode. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think they are doing an excellent job with it. Um, yeah. So moving on to the Falcon and the winter soldier. All right, guys, we are heating up. Okay. Uh, first couple episodes. Great. If you listen to my review previously, I talked about the second episode. This episode kicks into high gear. Um, (laughs) You know, at the end of the episode, we see them, they need to talk to Baron Zemo, who was the, you know, the bad guy from the Winter Soldier. Um, was it Winter Soldier or was it Civil War? I Actually, I think it's Civil War that he was the, the main protagonist. Um, and they have to work with him in order to, uh, you know, pretty much find out information on why is there new so super soldiers out there? How did this happen? And they do end up working with him. Um, but guys, I, if I'm being honest, I gotta, I gotta throw in a little critique there. I mean, it wouldn't be the gentleman's critique without a little bit of a critique. And by the way, it's a critique. I know, but, uh, it's just, you know, kind of my opinion. Um, what are they doing? Bre- <laughs> breaking this guy out of prison. Like, I know you got to work with him, but I mean, this guy, like, he's a bad guy. And, and like, I'm pretty sure, because uh, spoilers, they go to Germany. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to see the ramifications from that. I mean, I don't think you're just going to get away with this. I mean, there's, ca- <laughs> you know, these guys, I mean, Bucky and, um, Bucky and, and, and Falcon, you know, they, they, you know, it's, they're, they're both, <laughs> they're doing, they're doing good. I mean, they're, they're absolved of all their crimes at this point, you know, and, uh, they're, they're now they're, they're kind of just getting back into like, oh, okay, well now they committed some more crimes. Like they're not going to be absolved of, of these crimes, <laughs> but it's a TV show. So I know, you know, we got to kind of, um, you know, you gotta, 
it's a comic book TV show. You sometimes, sometimes you can't really think too hard, um, you know, for the plot. But yeah, I was, I that that really confused me. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that 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 how they're you know working with um the bad guy from Civil War because you got to think that Bucky probably hates this guy more than anyone because he manipulated him and controlled him and all this stuff. And in order to get what they need for the greater good, they have to work with this guy. And during the episode, you see that they have to travel, um, you know, in, in, into Germany with him and whatnot. And, and he says like, you have to pretend Baron Zemo says to, to Bucky, um, you know, you got to pretend like you're the, the winter soldier again. And, you know, Falcon kind of looks at him and is like, yo, are you okay? Like, you know, during the course of this, but man, I mean, it's, it's something else that, uh, you get to see him. He's got to work with his enemy. He's got to work with probably one of the guys that he hates probably more than anyone. Um, but he's got to work with him, you know? So that relationship and seeing that it it was, it's really cool how they're portraying it. I mean, they're, they're really doing the show justice. Um, and spoilers, big spoiler, Sharon Carter returns. Yes, Sharon Carter. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think the last time we saw her was in Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. But guys, if, I mean, I'm sure there's in the comments section, if, you know, anyone ever ends up uh, commenting on this podcast, I'm sure, you know, they'll be like, oh, the last time we saw her was in Infinity War Part 2. I mean, I just... I, yeah, you know, it's those movies came out. Um, I got to rewatch all the movies. I got to rewatch all the uh, all the stuff over again. But um, yeah, I mean, just just getting to see her again. Uh, that's really cool because she was this awesome character. But this show turns her into like I'm talking like Black Widow type status where she's just so cool. I mean, she's beating up all the bad guys like she's she's just going in on it, you know. I mean, it was just really cool seeing her. I got to be honest. Like when I, I, when I watch like a TV show and a movie, when I know like it's a good scene, something in me just goes, you know, I'm like, oh, it's so cool. But I say it out loud, you know, um, because I don't know. That's just how I react to things. I'm like, oh, man. And that was my oh, man moment. I was just like, oh, this is so cool, you know. Uh, just getting to see her, like just going and, you know, going, you know, taking down all the bad guys and stuff like that. I'm like, this is so cool. You know, getting to see that. Cause that's like, yeah, she's pretty much on. I mean, I don't know if, if Marvel's ever really talked about it, but she's pretty much on level with, uh, you know, Natasha Romanoff, at least in the cinematic universe. Um, you know, I think in the comics, which kind of differentiates Black Widow, I believe she got some of the super super soldier serum that Cap has. I don't, I'm not sure if they ever really got into it into the movies, but I digress. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool. Like we get to see the return of Sharon Carter, and she's great. I mean, Emily Van Camp, great actress. Um, and it was just really cool getting to see her return. Uh, and then, guys, we get the really really awesome moment uh, that I enjoyed um, uh, towards the end of the episode. We see Bucky, and uh, he finds these little trackers. And you're like, okay, um, 
you know, what's going on there. And he starts following the trail and we find out who planted these trackers. And, uh, it was Okoy from Black Panther. And, uh, sorry if I mispronunciated her name, but she was the main warrior. The one that everyone was like, yes, she's so cool. Like, this is so awesome. Um, I had to rewatch the movies to get the exact pronunciation. Um, but, but being able to, uh, see the character again, because yeah, Bucky spent time in Wakanda. Um, and you know, what, what's their relationship together? We don't know. Was it, could it have been something romantic? Could it have been a strong friendship? We have no idea. Um, but getting to see those two interact is awesome. Cause I always love those moments, tying it back into the movie verse. Um, and I would love that. I would love that to see, you know, maybe this is like some, maybe they did have a romance and maybe these two characters are going to end up together and that'd be so cool. Um, you know, cause obviously we've seen in previous episodes, Bucky is not doing that good when it comes to dating and, uh, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited to see those two relationships. I'm really excited to get to see her character again in episode four. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, you know, what they could do. And then maybe maybe they might even go back to Wakanda. Who knows? Like, this is just really awesome stuff that they're giving us. Um, I I mean, as a comic book fan, I could tell that the people who are writing this show specifically are huge comic book fans because they're just, they're dropping all these Easter eggs. They're putting people from the movies in. They're saying, Hey, this, I want this cool stuff, you know, that I, you know, that is from this character's history, like Baron Zemo's mask, you know, like they threw that in there. Um, and I, I could immediately tell when it's a comic book fan writing the show as opposed, as opposed to someone who's not. Um, and I really think that they're doing that. I think they're getting good writers for this show. Uh, and it's working. It's working awesome. Uh, and I'm really excited to see episode four and to see where that relationship takes them uh, and, and what we're going to see. All right, guys. Now, on to Godzilla vs. Kong. That's right. Awesome movie. All right. This is the fourth movie in the MonsterVerse. I believe the previous three were Godzilla um Kong Skull Island and then you had uh Godzilla King of Monsters if I'm not mistaken those were the three titles uh and where can you go watch it you can go watch it on HBO Max all three of those if right before uh you watch the fourth one which is Godzilla vs Kong also on HBO Max um it was awesome i really enjoyed it i mean guys this is this is the the, the, this is the kind of movies that I really like to watch where, you know, you knew, by the way, spoilers, you knew at the end of the day that Kong was not going to beat Godzilla. But he came pretty damn near close to beating Godzilla. He did. And it kind of explains it. It explains, like, why is it, why can he even go toe-to-toe? Because I remember talking to my friends about this. And we were all like, yeah, well, how, you know, Godzilla, the way he was fighting in the previous movie compared to Kong and Kong Skull Island, like, how can he ever even, you know, compare to that? Like, how would there be any competition whatsoever? But they do a really great job in explaining that. Like, one of the things is that Kong, 
you know, he's, he was, this is 50 years ago. Uh, Cox Island was like 50 years ago or 60 years ago, whatever it was. And he's grown in power since. And then on top of that, he gets this power boost when he has the, uh, the ax that he gets, um, you know, from the, the center of the earth where they, uh, you know, where all the, the primordial monsters still live and Godzilla still lives. Um, it was great. I mean, action was great. The characters were great. The side stories were great. I loved it. I mean, had great actors, great actresses, um, just really, really well written, really well written stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, we get to see, <laughs> we get to see King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, and I think the last time we saw that was, uh, it might've been like a, the sixties movie, seventies movie around there. And I mean, not for nothing. I, it, it's just a product of the time. It was a little corny written, you know, I think Godzilla or Kong smacks them each other with like a, like a stick or something. And, uh, you know. But today, you know, we get this awesome monster battle. Uh, and it's just really awesome to watch. It really is. Now, I do have to say a critique. I do. Okay. So, again, spoilers. But in the movie where they're about to, uh, they, they need to go into, you know, where, where uh, Godzilla is from and, you know, the, the center of the earth type spot. And, uh, you know, as we learned in uh, Godzilla King of Monsters you can't really get there because of this gravitational problem that pretty much will destroy you if you go through it uh, very sci-fi you know stuff and a, a man you know pretty much says well what if we have a machine you know that will you can you can use to uh, get around that and it's like, yeah, and the characters are all gung-ho about it. Like, yeah, let's try it. Like, this, I mean, this has never been tested before. <laughs> and these guys are just so trusting of, like, this unknown product. Um, and then what's kind of weird to me is that one of the main characters, she has an adoptive daughter. Um, you know, when you watch the movie, you'll understand that relationship more. Um, but she takes her along with them in the ship to the, you know, center of the earth. It's like, what, <laughs> wait a second. Like, uh, you know, cause prior in the movie, she's, uh, they say, Oh, like we want to bring her along, uh, on the mission. Um, you know, this is when, this is way before they journey to the center of the earth. And you know, the mom's like, Oh, you know, she's a kid. Like, I don't want to get her involved with this stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like that's a good mom moment. And, you know, one of the other main characters goes, well, she's the only one who can communicate with Kong. So we, you know, we have to bring her and she's like, okay, yeah, sure. But, and I get that, that you want to bring her along the journey in order to, uh, you know, be able to talk to Kong, but to put her into harm's way where you're just, I, you're bringing her to this center of the earth that you have no idea what goes on there. You have no idea like what the radiation will do to you. Like, you have this zero contact. I mean, this is all uncharted stuff. And they're just trusting that this machine works. That'll take them there, you know, and it's, they, they don't have any proof of that. Um, so that was kind of confusing to me. I was just like, mm, well, I mean, I don't know if I, <laughs> I mean, no, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't bring my kid into, uh, you know, into that. This, this it kind of just didn't make sense. Um, but you know, that's just, that's, that's just kind of nitpicking the plot a little bit. 
let's be honest. What do we really do? We really care about those kind of little things. No, we're here to see King Kong, the King of Monsters versus Godzilla, the King of Monsters. Um, which one is the rightful king? Well, obviously, at the end of the movie, you find out it is, of course, Godzilla. Um, but you know, the go it's it's just the, the plot's really great. You have towards the end of the movie Mecha Godzilla come in, which is really cool. Uh, I think the last time we saw him was maybe the eighties. One of like the eighties movies. I could be mistaken. That might, it might've been, you know, two thousands. Sometimes I get, you know, a lot of the earlier Godzilla movies is kind of confused, but it was just really cool getting to see it. Uh, and of course they kind of explain it really well. Well, how is it possible that you have Mecha Godzilla? You know, how is it possible that you're, you're able to, even operate this thing and they, you know, go into it. They connect it to the last movie. Uh, they're pretty much using technology from Gojira from the um, previous uh, movie. You know, that, that was the three headed alien. Um, you know, that took on that took on Godzilla, you know? So it's kind of cool just getting to see that. Um, you know, how they worked it in and how Mechagonzilla was able to be made. And they, you know, kind of made it, you know, more realistic than, you know, uh, previous movies. I liked it. I really liked it. I think this is a great movie. Uh, I was looking up things on this online and they said, like, it was like one of the best movies so far to come out in 2021. And, you know, I agree. It was great. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, so, you know, I personally highly recommend it. And, you know, you kind of just got to understand what the movie is and then you're going to you're going to enjoy it. It's like watching the first, um, you know, the first Transformers movie. You know, you're in, you're in it to watch this, this mega battle and, you know, it's just awesome. Uh, if I were to, you know, rate it probably like in the the high eights, you know, maybe like um, I want to say like maybe an eight point six, you know, it was great. It was great. And it might be. Hey, man, if I. Do a second watch. It might even be rated higher. Uh, but as of right now, as it stands, that's where I'm, I'm going to put it at. So that's really it, guys. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And tune in next week if you want to hear some more reviews. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening. I, I really appreciate it. All right, guys. As always, be safe. <laughs>